Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is powerful. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I am your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry. Me. What is up, Jerry? I'm sweating my balls off, Pat. That's what's oh, up. Yeah, I got the AC on up here, man. It's <laughs> it's too hot for that. We're getting that, that New England humidity now. Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I'm From like middle of June to end of end of August, I just have constant swamp ass. It's amazing. <laughs> That, all right, we got to talk about TMI too soon in the episode, Pat. We got to <laughs> got to ease the listeners into the swamp ass. Hey, we're, we're we're getting the people who don't want to be here out really fast, really quickly. You know, <laughs> just thinning the herd. Good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Call the week. Um, all right, so we are still doing the bulk for charity drive. Um, it's all going to Children's Organ Transplant Association for Wesley. Um, so our friend Rich, we had him on the cast a few weeks ago, and we are doing – I mean, honestly, the fundraising has been going amazingly. Uh, Eric Dupuy, uh, he runs the Old Gods. They make playmats and whatnot. Uh, he made us that sweet leather playmat. And, Jerry, how much did that raise? I think I know we're going to raffle it off tonight. We are. Right now we're at $397 raised, which is That's awesome. Amazing. I put out the call to see if anyone wants to take those last three spots and make us uh, an even 400. But Can yeah, I you take got- them? No, no, that that looks super shady if you win. <laughs> what if I take them? What if I take those three spots? <laughs> uh, no, no one on this cast right now can take the spots. <laughs> That's that. I, I don't need I don't need the Jerry Gate right, controversies. So, so we will we will let leave that comment up in the Facebook group until the end of the cast. So they have roughly an hour or so uh, to see if we can get those last three spots taken up and then we'll raffle it off tonight, man. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be sweet. I'm I'm super jealous. Whoever gets this, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for visiting rights. Like maybe we can do like a, a parent co share. Do we get uh, to Do we get to sign it and ruin it for everyone? That's what I'm looking forward to. I don't think they. I I, I would feel bad signing such a beautiful playmat. <laughs> it is really nice. It's super nice. Uh, um, awesome. Yeah. So uh, so we'll we'll definitely raffle that off tonight. So listen through the cast. And uh, find out who the lucky winner is this this week. Um, and we have a few more raffles, so we're going to get those going um, this week yeah. on, the, on the page. Up next is I have uh, Nanchika donated a booster box of Dominaria, so that's going oh, that's up. Amazing. And then after that, we got the Savannah and Chalice of the Void that are going to kind of culminate with the uh, Leaving a Legacy uh, tournament. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. I can't wait. It's uh thank you to everyone who's, who's donated product. And, I mean, I thought I was going to dip into my – I have like this – pile of playmats in my room that i just don't use and i would love to donate but people have been donating so many more awesome prizes that i can't i can't rightfully <laughs> make you look like a scrub <laughs> yeah i'm like yeah i can't even raffle those off people are like yeah people have amazing prizes on there so uh thank you so much for everyone who's who's donated to the cause everyone who's gotten into the raffles and everyone who's supplied uh stuff for us to raffle off it's been amazing Again, like I'm always blown away by the support the community has when we do these fundraisers, and this is one I think probably the best cause we've done so far. So I'm really excited for it. Hell yeah! Awesome. We got we got some friends with us today, don't we, Pat? I think we basically have 
enough to run enough to fire a draft on the cast tonight honestly like, oh man we should have all chopped in the uh vintage cube together and done a cube while we uh ugh. while we uh streamed then, then i'd have to play cube and i don't really want to do that what oh my god all right introduce right, let's introduce our guests so they can tell you how wrong you are <laughs> all right uh well let's let's go uh let's go in order here so first we have on uh Tom Hep, Tom, we we got to stream this past week, and uh, we're gonna try to revive the dead cast we did what two weeks ago now. <laughs> a piece of it, anyway. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't go on my reserve list rant, but we'll see. We'll see what happens tonight. Ho- I'm Hopefully, I, you do go yeah, on your I, reserve I list rant tonight. Tom <laughs> only agreed to come on to resurrect that conversation. Oh, I'm feeling spicy, so maybe we'll get into that. <laughs> that and talk about the beta draft. Oh yeah, that too. That too. Uh, we also have uh, Aaron Gazaniga on. Aaron, what's going on, man? Hey, not a whole lot. Just being a scrub, you know. <laughs> Aaron's still salty about the uh, headhunter comment from last week. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's uh, out of love, Aaron. It's out of love. Of oh, I know. I can dish it out. So I can <laughs> take it. Don't worry. Someone actually said they were like, oh, you guys should get Aaron into playing old school because that format is like is wide open for janky brews because none of the decks are overly powerful. So it's like a very level playing field. Maybe that would be uh, up your alley. I don't know. Yeah, the only problem with that is I'm not a twat, so I don't feel the need to play old school. <laughs> wow, strong feelings. Strong feelings. <laughs> Coming out strong. And uh, and then finally, uh, we have our friend Sean Calvo. Judge Sean, what's going on, man? Not much. How's it going? It's uh, It's been a while. I think uh, have... <laughs> a couple of years almost. Uh, I yeah. <laughs> I think the last time we had you on was like around GB Columbus in 2016. Yeah, no, really? Like... Yeah, it was when, or so there was the Alluren episode. I don't remember when that came out, but that was definitely a while back. And then there was the time that I drove you guys to Columbus and back because none of the rest of you knew how to drive stick shift. <laughs> <laughs> none of us are real men, is what you're saying. Uh, utterly well, useless in a zombie that. apocalypse. I'm only implying it. Or no, <laughs> I'm not implying it. You're inferring it. I mean. Oh, okay. Well, I'm saying I'm just saying it outright. <laughs> awesome. Uh, do we have to call you the honorable Judge Sean? How does that work? I don't know how that works. I feel like that's only for level threes. Okay, but you're at level two now, right? Yeah, I've been level two since, uh, actually since Columbus. Since oh, I, that's right. Yeah. When, when we went, I scrubbed out and didn't make day two, but that allowed me to test with one of the L3s that was there. Yeah, that was like the ultimate win-win for you. Yeah, I was like, if I, if I go make day two, then that's my first day two. If I don't, then I become a level two. I guess like the worst case would be I don't make day two, and then I also bomb my test, but that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so when are you going to uh, apply for your L3? How does that work? I'm not actually sure. It's it's a, a lot of buy-in. Because basically, if you're, in order to become an L3, you have to be ready to either like head judge GPs or like run Pro Tours. They're just like the number of events that I would have to go to in order to make it worth my time mm-hmm. um, is much higher than I'm at now. I've, gotcha. I've considered it, but I would need to are, like start judging a Grand Prix every couple months beforehand in order to make it like start ramping up gotcha i see and i'm not there right right now okay all right awesome well we got everyone on the cast tonight and the best part about having so many people on the cast is that we actually don't need a docket because we're just gonna (laughs) we're just gonna ramble on for an hour or so pat's just gonna throw a piece of meat in the center of the room and watch the uh (laughs) the dogs dive on it of a piece of meat man i had to work late last night and when i came home i brought home like this one pound ribeye 
and seared it in my cast iron pan on my stovetop, Jerry. How do ta- you turn this into a cooking show within the first ten minutes? The whole How? Thing, the whole cast iron's not hard. You that one right to him, though. <laughs> the whole time I was cooking, I was like, oh, Jerry doesn't know what he's missing out, man. I crushed up some garlic cloves and some butter and ladled that on after, right, right when it was done. Oh, whoop. It was delicious. Now, now, see, I don't, I don't care, Pat, because I spent this entire weekend roughing it in the woods of Maine. So I had hot dogs on a stick over an open fire, Pat. I so bet you had a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually am not into hot dogs, man. Honestly, and I thought you were. Didn't you rent a house? What were you doing? What are you doing in the woods? Well, I mean, there was a backyard to the house. I mean, when I say roughing it, I mean we were outside. <laughs> when I say roughing, I mean we didn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> no, we had Wi-Fi. <laughs> was it just really slow we're, Wi-Fi, we're, Jerry? Yeah, it was just really slow. I mean, but we had Wi-Fi. We're not savages. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Well, uh, I know this past week, uh, Tom and I got a chance to – well, actually, I guess it was last week. Uh, and like a full week ago when this releases, but anyway, we got a chance to stream a little uh, a little bug depths. Tom, what did you think of that? What did you think of that stream, man? Uh, it was all right. <laughs> all right, all right, cool. So this is an audio only format, so we're gonna need a little more out of you than that because people are listening. Yeah, yeah. it's an adjustment. <laughs> Streaming. Uh, it's been a really long time since I streamed. Probably yeah. like maybe a year, year and a half, and uh, that's a lot harder than I remembered. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I was there distracting you, too, so that can't make anything easier. Yeah, I just think instead of focusing on the game, you're just focused on looking at the chat, talking uh, with you. And Mm -hmm. yeah, we definitely punted a very winnable game three against Storm because I don't know how we talked out the line perfectly and then did something else anyway. (laughs) Talked out the line perfectly and then saw someone in chat make a make a comment. They're like, oh, sure, we could do that. And then. And then that's what we did, and it was it wasn't the right play. <laughs> yeah, but it was good times. So good, yeah. uh, a good adjustment back. Yeah, for sure. And we're actually gonna. Um, so by the time this releases, actually no. Oh wait, no. By the time this releases, we will have already streamed again. But uh, Tom and I are gonna be streaming some some Legacy Dredge on uh, on Wednesday. Whoa, where'd that yeah, come from? Lord. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. This is great because I've never played a game of Dredge in my life, and I still. <laughs> Don't exactly know how the deck works, so it's this is going to go really well. Uh, did you ever play Dredge, Aaron? Yeah, I have it in paper, and I played it a couple times. Yeah, I feel every, every Legacy player goes through that Dredge phase sooner or later. Uh, I, I played Dredge a couple years ago, and when I put it together on Modo, it's like it's like one of those uh, passages passages of life that you have to go through in your Legacy career. <laughs> so, so, so Tom and I are gonna we're gonna get blooded this week. The meta, the meta is absolutely perfect for Dredge. Deathrite Shaman's only about half the format. <laughs> As Wilson Hunter says, it's wide open. It's, 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 it's only half the format. On, online is, is littered with black-red reanimators, so everyone's running ley lines and surgicals everywhere. It's perfect. Uh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I wish you luck. Godspeed. Godspeed. Tom, Tom was like, so Pat, what do you want to play this week? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, Dredge kind of sounds fun. And there's like this pregnant pause. And he's like, Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I have some lighter fluid. If you just want to light some tickets on fire, yeah. I'm oh, trading I use more. I'm shipping him the Dredge cards. We're not, we're not, we're not using my account. <laughs> I'm not going to let tell Erin Campbell that we're streaming because she's going to come in and watch it and rip her hair out. And she's going to send me death threats because I'm, I'm going to ruin her, her favorite deck, her pet deck. 
<laughs> well, I redid the sideboard, Pat. We're running Bajuka Bog on the sideboard. <laughs> We're going to win the mirror match. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, on the, on the flip side, though, if you stream poorly and then everyone watches your stream, then everyone will think it's a bad deck, and then that'll put Aaron in a better position to beat people who don't actually realize what a good pilot does. <laughs> yeah, it's like lulling them into a false sense of security. It's exactly. Like, oh, man, all these dredge players are terrible, and then they actually verse someone competent, and it's a whole other story. Good that, might, that might actually work if the heat cards were actually aimed at dredge. <laughs> True. That's, yeah, like dredge just... <laughs> Well, it's Sometimes like the time decks... at, uh, at GP Columbus in round three, I had picked up two buys because I was on rug lands and I'm a scrub. But I played against a dredge player who had two points. I don't know how they double drew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, uh, yeah. Skill? Must be a really skill, yeah. skill game. I mean, we almost uh, went to time, but we didn't. Was he just like a really slow player? He did play really slowly. So I figured it out later on. By the end of the match, I could understand it. But at the beginning, I was like, "You're playing, lion, you're playing LED dredge. How did you? How do you have two points?" <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, speaking of uh, draws and uh, long matches, Aaron, uh, people have been liking your standstill list you posted up. How, how's that been going for you? It's been fine. Just fine. What, yeah, overall, it's been... Um, really morphing you than that, man. <laughs> I was starting to talk, and then you interrupted me, so now I'm not talking <laughs> talk, at all. Talk more. Talk faster. <laughs> Do more. Harder, better, all faster, right. stronger. Make, Good lord. Can I talk, please, people? <laughs> Are you done? Yes. All right. So, overall, it's been here. okay. Um, I tried the Myth-Realized Terminus list recently that... Oh, yeah. Top-aiding. I hated it. But at the same time, I mean, Jerry, you know how our match went, so there was that. Wait, you were playing Myth Realizes in our match? Oh, wait, did we play two Fridays ago or last Friday? I think it was two Fridays ago. No, you weren't there last Friday. Never mind, no, it was last Friday. Yeah. That Myth Realized list looks so sweet. I'm so sad that it's uh, not very good. Unfortunately, I didn't have my deck 100% together by the time the tournament started, so, like, last minute I was, like, perfect. I was double-sleeving, like, a few cards. I still needed to double-sleeve that, and then... My draws were a little awkward the first game because my deck was in order, so I had to shuffle it from in order to randomized, which wasn't pretty. So mm. it was kind of rough. Never really got a myth realized. I th- think I saw it. I think I saw it out of one out of four games I played or five games I played. <laughs> the only reason I won one game was because Chris Fields a worse luck than I am. <laughs> Yeah, I got. I had that feeling when I was trying to break thing in the ice. It's like you just have this sweet engine card, and you just slowly come to realize it's more cool than actual useful. Yeah, exactly. And I feel that's where Myth realized uh, that falls in that slot, unfortunately. Yeah, I think the list was fine. I just, I personally, I like my replenish list. I like running, you know, uh, moat and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, gee. And fuck this. So, <laughs> Sean, um, are you uh, you're not able to make it to the uh, legacy event, right? But uh, I, what have you been playing in uh, in legacy lately? Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, I can't make it. I I tried to work it out, but my my wife is going to be on for a month starting the day after. So if I go to the event, I may get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say that this deck that this event isn't worth it, but <laughs> if it was. 
if it was any other weekend or the other day on the same weekend, I would be there. <laughs> but unfortunately. Um, so I have recently been playing Grixis Delver because I uh, so couldn't loud. beat them, so I joined them. <laughs> it turns out trying to resolve a four-man enchantment through Wastelands and Dazes is really hard. Uh, I, I am planning on going back to Alern for a bit the next time I do go out to gaming, etc., which is probably going to be next week. And I'm going to be testing a partner cards or a set of partner cards from Battlebond in it. Oh, good God. Oh, what's Wait, Battlebond? What? So Battlebond <laughs> is the most recent... We did an episode on it. Did you? Okay, so yeah, I don't it's the set, that, I really don't it's the set that came out like two weeks ago. It's a two-headed giant draft format. Um, is it any good? It was actually really fun. I didn't do any drafts of it, but I did a sealed. Um, and it's kind of weird. You get You don't get very many packs. Because the average strength of the cards is higher than in, our, in the generic set. So you get, I think it was like, we got six packs for two people. Which is really low. To make two sealed decks? To make two sealed decks, yeah. Yeah, isn't that like half of what you usually get for a pre-release? So technically you're only supposed to get eight. But for the for pre-release you get 12 just because like, they're pre-release packs and you can't really break them up. Uh, outside of pre-release, it's supposed to be 8, but they always do 12 at GPs anyway because people expect it to be 12 because of pre-releases. Um, so technically, it's only two packs fewer than you're supposed to have, even though everyone is used to being six packs more. But I'm testing the uh, black-green rare partners because um, I need something that can block Gurmag Angler. And Wait, what are... Th- what are the black green? Uh, so, so the black green partners. Too. So they have part. The partner function is you, when one enters the battlefield, you can search your library for the other. Or target player may search their library for the other one, but I'm going to choose myself. Um, and so the black one, it's a one-one with death touch for two and a black, and whenever it deals combat damage to an opponent, uh, they lose half their life rounded up. I wasn't planning on a, that one's not the feature one, but I figure like if I can tutor for it, I might as well put it in the deck. It's another death touch creature that can trade with something. Uh, but the green one, it's a 2-7 for 3 and a green uh, with Vigilance, and whenever it attacks, it must be blocked, and it must be blocked by at least two creatures, if able. Oh, all right. So it's just like, it can be tutored for by Imperial Recruiter. It's 4 mana, so it can't be decayed. Uh, it can't be double-bolted. And right. it can cause an awkward scenario where, like, you might force the, your opponent to block with the Deathrite Shaman or a Pyromancer if they only have, like, one token out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it dodges all of the big removal yeah. from uh, from Grixis Delver, like, fail yeah, push, can... dismember, you know. Yeah, I mean, it can be pushed. Push. It can be pushed with Volt. Because it costs four. Oh, is it? Does it cost yeah, three four, or four? Four. But, but Fatal Push goes up to four when you... Oh, roll. right. That's right. Yep. Uh, it can be blocked by a Gurmag Angler and then bolted. But I mean, in that case, it'll it is what it is. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's so. But you're you've put down Aluren right now just because the meta you just can't can't deal with it. I didn't think that it. Yeah. I I don't think Grixis Delver is actually as big as I thought it was going to be it here in Acton. But like, I wanted to get used to Grixis Delver because I figured if I was going to go to a bigger event, then I would probably not do very well with Aluren. Um. And also, this gave me an excuse to pick up all of the sweet, sweet uh, Monkette invocations that I now run in Grixis Silver. Oh, you mean your Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Yeah, yeah, all <laughs> 12 of them. 
<laughs> Good. Uh, so who who is coming to the Leaving a Legacy event? Aaron, are you going to make it? Nope, fuck it. I'm not going. I'm just going to scrub. Right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. Feisty. <laughs> Show you feisty. Jeez. And uh, <laughs> Tom, you're totally flying up for the tournament, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna send the uh, we're gonna send the leaving legacy jet for you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, but now I'm I'm excited for uh what is it? We're t minus two weeks away. Well, I guess a week away when this episode comes out. Uh, we just added Zach Turgon as our fourth and final uh, headhunter for the event. So. Turgeon. Tur- tur- yeah, whatever. Turgeon. Rhymes with sturgeon. Yeah. Not hard. Cause, cause, Gazinga, Aaron Gazinga. For fuck's sake. (laughs) Yep, that's Uh, me. Good. But, uh, yeah. I like how all the people who are doing, like, the, uh, the headhunter stuff are all playing unfair combo decks. (laughs) Tom Smiley isn't. Yeah, we Is don't he? necessarily oh, know fair, what everyone's. And yeah, and Zach's deck, I wouldn't call a combo deck. I mean, yeah, it, I mean, well, it's, it's unfair. It's, it's, it's forcing it's people to it's... play as fair as possible by his rules. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's animal farm fair. Yeah, that's like... uh, that's Zach's deck. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> yep, that's where we've gone. Uh... So what the hell are we talking about again? We're just we're just rambling on. There oh, was who's a, going uh, to the Leave Legacy thing? That's right. Right. Yeah, we'll be there. Jerry and I'll be there. We got Wilson Hunter coming up for the brainstorm show. He's gonna cast with us. It's gonna be a good time, man. I'm really excited for it. Should be a yeah. lot of fun. We got to go up uh, this weekend, Pat, and get all set up and yeah. set up all the cameras. Yep. Yes, exactly. Man, it is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in comparison to not doing any work, Jerry. Yes, I'm sure it is a lot of work. I know, right? Pat will probably God. think it's just more of the same. Uh, Pat's been carrying my ass for years. Oh yeah, but that's fine. It's all good. You 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 submit the content, and I edit the cast, and it works out great. <laughs> I have noticed that a lot of times it's just Jerry interviewing people, and Pat yep. just yep yep exactly yeah. Remember, yeah, I have nothing. Pat, to this is an audio thing. Okay, yeah. we're gonna need more. Touche. Right. <laughs> Aaron's fair. ready for his goddamn close up. <laughs> To be yeah, fair, yeah. Pat did a lot of talking two weeks ago. Just oh, that's never, fair. Because he just was, never saw the later yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I went on. I went on quite the rant. Maybe we'll, the wa- we might we'll revive it. We'll see. <laughs> the Watsi the assassins took out the audio feed because uh, <laughs> just made, made too much sense. They I'm couldn't let it see the light of day. I'm convinced it was some people in the uh, NTG finance community that didn't want to release. <laughs> <laughs> Just couldn't let it happen, Pat. Couldn't let it, yeah, they have too much of their their portfolio uh, tied up in black lotuses and uh, other reserveless <laughs> duels. I think you should chance it and let it let it fly again, Pat. Well, you know what? If someone gets me fired up tonight, maybe we'll talk about how I can solve the reserveless problem because I have a solution for it. Well, Pat, you're assuming there's a problem. The reserveless is perfectly fine. <laughs> So gonna, what you I'm just said there, there's the cast. plenty of problems with. from the cast, and there is a problem with the reserve list. Underground seas are six hundred dollars. You want to play? If you want to play uh, some cheap bullshit card game, play Yu-Gi-Oh. I know you're trying to bait me in this debate, and I'm just going to take it right now. All right, here's the that's plan. right. You're going to take here's, it. <laughs> here's how we fix. Here's how we fix the reserve list. That, all right. Okay. See, here's worked. the plan. Here's the plan. <laughs> 
How many cards are on the, the reserve list? Someone has to know on this cast. We have like nine people on the cast right now. 571. 571. Okay. Is that a real number or are you just saying that? <laughs> He's trying to shut Pat up, yeah. Here's what we do. Here's what we do, okay? Here's what Watsy's going to do. You have 571 cards on the reserve list. Watsy comes out and says, here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to uh, turn the reserve list into like a uh, – uh, what's uh, – into almost like a, a raffle style where we're going to pull cards off the reserve list. A pachinko list game. In a, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. In a random order. So here's Little what it is. And drop the every, ball down. With all- every pro tour, every pro tour, we're going to have this big, you know, one of those big wire baskets that has a handle on the side. It's a big, it's a big sphere. And you have, Little ping pong balls in there labeled from number. Actually, even better than the number is if the image is on it. But let's just say it's the number, right? It's the number on the ball, one through 571, right? A corresponding like bi- list. Like bingo night? Like yes. Just like cranking exactly that, what it is. Cranking yes. that handle? Yes. So, so, so b- before the Pro Tour Top 8, they oh, roll this sake. out, right? They roll this out. <laughs> They're spinning it around, spinning it around, right? And then they pull out, I don't know. I said originally one Maybe one, one uh, 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 ball, but I don't know. Maybe it's gonna be maybe it's gonna be two or three balls every pro tour. Who knows? Right? Really if we do slow, one every pro tour, there's four a year. It's gonna take quite a few years to get every card off the reserve list. I gotta say, but I'm super excited for when uh, when Ice and Highway comes off the reserve list. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Right? Like there are far more cards in the reserve list, or there are, are lots of cards in the reserve list that are absolute duds. Right? But here's what they do. So Watsy goes da 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 da. They pull out the ball. All right, this is Tropical Island. All right, this is Tropical Island is now no longer on the reserve list, and we're in. We, we you they give you six months, right? So they pull the ball out at every pro tour, four pro tours a year, four times a year. They're taking a card or two or three off the reserve list, and they say this card is no longer on the reserve list. We now reserve the right to. Uh, reproduce this card and however they want to do it. They want to do it as a box set. They want to do it as an expedition, whatever. They say anytime after the next six months, this card is legal for Watsy to print again. They can figure out all the verbiage and stuff, but here's what it does, right? So the cards will always be super rare. Even if they're put out as an expedition, they're still going to be a very, very rare card, okay? <laughs> People who find out their card is no longer on the reserve list have the opportunity. They have six months to get out of their out of their cards if they wish to. If they yeah, want to I mean, be a real price, no, I'm not done yet. As soon I'm not as the done announcement yet. Comes. Not done yet. Yes, it does. That's fine. No, but you, but you know, you know that these are going to happen, right? And also, like, just because a card is off the reserve list in six months, it might be two years, three years before you see the Black Lotus reprinted on Dominaria Three, Return to Dominaria, Dominaria Harder. <laughs> Who knows, right? Like, <laughs> they're just jamming in a standard oh deck as an ex- Yeah, exactly. So, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Listen to me. So the market corrects itself. Oh, God, that was like that drunk person at a party. (laughs) Like, no, 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 guys, listen to me. Listen, listen. listen, There's like six people on the cast. I have to make sure everyone's attention. So uh, Watsy has the opportunity to pull cards off the reserve list. It's going to happen very slowly. It's going to happen in a random order. So if people want to start getting out of their collections when they start doing this, they can get out of their collections. But if you're a real collector and all that matters is having the cards, then it doesn't matter to you if they're worth $5,000 or $5, right? You're a collector. It doesn't matter what they're worth. You collect yeah, the cards. Uh, before, Do you know what that would that would? Sorry, go, Tom, go ahead. <laughs> before you guys ridicule this too much, just make sure you know the facts. <laughs> Using Pat's four pro tour plan, 
It'll only take 143 years to abolish the reservation. But, but here's the beauty of it, so, right? So if your you children's one- children's children <laughs> could possibly play with black. If you take one car off at a time, there is it's just the allure. Like, first of all, legacy players, vintage players, you know they're going to be watching that Pro Tour Top 8 because they can't wait to see come, what comes off the reserve list, right? So now oh you're driving people to watch standard games, which is miserable in its own right. So, I mean, that's a win for Watsy. Watsy's able to still be the good guy, right? They're they're allowing these older formats to breathe, the possibility to breathe, to expand. They are uh, letting collectors get out of their stuff, you know, without you know, uh, uh, losing a ton of money on their collections if that's what they wish. And, and it just, it just drives all this excitement. I mean, imagine if you find out the underground sea is getting reprinted. It has the opportunity to get reprinted and they might wait a year, two years, three years to reprint it, but it's no longer a reserve list card. And people don't feel as safe about you. You see less opportunity for buyouts now because every time that that card is drawn, every time that that ball is drawn out of that basket, there's one less card that can get bought out by the, by the, by the financiers. And that, Makes like, a market that is more like about the players and less about people in the finance. Yeah, it, so 140, you would have to do cycles. Like, it would have to be all the dual lands are a cycle because, let's say, just Tundra gets pulled and Tundra is the only dual land that's reprinted. That's going to warp the legacy meta so much when all of a sudden Tundra is the cheap. Like, you can get, like, $20 Tundras or $600 underground seas. Tundra will never like, be. Everyone's going to be playing blue-white control. Even an expo, be a miserable is, even an expo, it's never going to be a $100 Tundra. It'll never be a, it'll never be a $20 Tundra. It's never going to get to that price because no matter what, expeditions are always even at fit. even at expedition rarity. I would see it going to like a hundred dollars. You are fucking uh, high off your ass. Yeah, that is, that you is, are fucking that is high, off, high your off your ass. Uh, they will never drop to that that price, Jerry. It will. It won't happen. It won't happen. Look at look at expedition like uh, uh, scalding tarns. It like depends if they're if they're Amon Ket if they're Amon Ket uh, expeditions. I guarantee you they'll be hundred dollars. <laughs> they'll be free. You get it, one it would also yeah. well. So the other thing is, it would also depend on what the other expeditions are. Right. All right. But listen, we're guys get into the semantics of it. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about big picture ideas. This, like, even <laughs> if it's one card at a time, path. two card at a time, three cards at a time, it doesn't matter. This relaxes the market. It lets people be able to buy and sell their cards. There's going to be fewer buyouts because. People who are getting into into those cards aren't going to want to take the risk of losing their investment if they're just people buying stuff out. If you're someone who's buying the card because you want to play it, guess what? It does. I have I have three trops and uh, three volcanics, and you know what? If they got reprinted tomorrow, guess who wouldn't give a shit? This guy, because people will be able to play those cards, man. Like if you're not in this, if you're playing the game because you want to make a buck on reserveless cards, you're in it for the wrong reason, man. I I think it's a good site, yeah, Aaron. You. Go ahead. Let's, well, let's Tom see said yours. what? 541 reserve list cards? Uh, yeah. Something like How that. big of a basket are they going to carry around the fucking Pro Tour? Happy old pick one ball. Uh, listen, okay. <laughs> during the number Henry Henry ha- Let's during have it Will- just be a giant, like, during- dunk tank. And the person that takes, like, a, like, ass bomb into it. Whatever ball ends up up their ass gets reprinted. First of all, I want to know, A, <laughs> like, well, Alfcast, I want you to tell me what an ass bomb is because I'd like to know what that is. And like secondly, during William Henry Harrison's presidential run, they oh, pushed God. a giant Good eight God. foot tall tin ball around around people around states and cities, getting people to vote for Henry Harrison. So you know what? If they could do it in the eighteen hundreds, push around a big eight foot cir- fucking sphere, they could figure it out in the year two thousand eighteen of our Lord. Grizzle there are random number generators. I don't think a giant basket full of balls is necessary. It's not about it's not about the process. It's about the optics. Aaron, jeez. 
and into Get fitness. Excited. Like, Get excited for stuff coming off the reserve list. I. <laughs> I like the idea. I like the randomness. I like the like the mystique it creates, and it, I I like the idea. Woo! I just can't I'm, get behind only releasing now about some it. cards. Like it's you need to you need to do it in cycles. Like no. you need to do maybe, maybe the mocks. Well, I think, I think the, the tough duelings. thing is that most of the cards aren't in cycles. There's right. there's aren't actually that many cycles that are on those cards. Right. Right. Yeah, but they could like make site like there's unofficial cycles. Like you could do like the Legends Enchantments. All right, like, here, here's your homework, Jerry. Uh, go through like the, Abyss, through the Nether list. Void, Mephistopheles. I love that. And, like, I love throw Jerry, in Tundra. Jerry, go th- throw in Tundra with a bunch <laughs> right, of black no, enchantments. I meant Tabernacle. I meant Tabernacle. <laughs> <laughs> I meant Tabernacle. <laughs> Jerry, slip. I want you to go. I want you to go into the reserve list, and I want you to print it out on at, when you're at work. Obviously, don't be a crazy person. Do this on your own time. When you're at work and getting paid money, I want you to print out the reserve list, and I want you to do your best to group cards by cycle, by artwork, by artists, however you feel is appropriate. And let's let's. I want to present this to Watsy guys. I think this is a fucking dynamite idea, and I think it has the opportunity to uh, uh, yeah. uh, drive down prices in a healthy way. What you got to do though, Pat, is you need to have this all printed on a road sign and leave it in their front parking oh, lot. Because no, 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 apparently, no, no. that's the only that's the only response. That I they need to talk to. to both. I need to talk to. Well, actually, I have a lawyer friend who I want to talk to about this, and then I need an <laughs> economist to talk to about it as well. Because even though Watsi doesn't recognize the secondary market, they had such a massive hard on for the beta draft, talking about beta underground C. Like you know that they recognize it. They obviously know about it, and they they have a very 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 hard time. Not getting excited about the secondary so, market. So they okay. definitely they definitely know about it, but they also don't seem to understand like different types of equity when they're reprinting sets. Like when uh, Imperial Recruiter was reprinted, it clearly took up a large percentage of that master set's value, but all that value was because of a of a supply issue, which then tanked it, as opposed to actual demand related uh, value. Right. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That you know, Watsi only seems to look at cards value now. They don't really seem to take that next level of analysis where they say, Okay, if we reprint this, what is this gonna do? Like a card like Tarmogoyf, they reprinted four times before that we started seeing price dip because the demand was there that it just yeah. soaked up. Yeah, and all I, this it went extra up supply. after the first time it got printed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it went up after the first reprint because the demand was there. Imperial Recruiter, let's be honest, there are only so many alert players in the world it's true um and you know just it, and it, like maybe I, a lot of people that want like one copy for their cube and that's right but like those are the only two places and maybe commander exactly. but yeah but like yeah compared to the number of copies that were printed in the set because it's what like it's like a 40 dollar card now maybe what, yeah, something like that no no imperial oh, recruiter oh, oh. uh imperial oh. recruiter but it was like 200 yeah no i picked i got my Playset for like I think it was six hundred for the set, and that was like a good deal because they're the Japanese ones, not the Judge ones. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the point is, is that I think it creates a lot of excitement. I think you get Eternal players, like you know, Legacy and Vintage players, actually maybe cracking, cracking boosters or cracking cases of standard product. Um, it would be a boon for stores because they're going to open up a bunch of product and get these high value cards in them, and also like. If you print these in Expedition Foils, I'm never going to want one. 
right? But it's gonna help. It's gonna help reduce the prices of these of these cards, and the originals will still be worth a shit ton of money, man. It's like a win win win. It, it, it win. I will turn all of my wins. duels into these just to be obnoxious. <laughs> That's single- fine. I know. I know. It's the first thing Jerry would do. I would be. I would be so like. I don't know what I would do because with my signature deck, it's completely foiled out, except for the uh, foreign black border volcanics, and I don't know. It's like. Do I want to just ditch the black old school black border volcanics to finish foiling the deck? I mean, you ditch like, all your think... other old black border cards for crappy new foils, so why wouldn't you do <laughs> your duels? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, when you put it that way, I guess you're right, Pat. Yeah, so I guess that's an easy decision. Yeah, I, I would, I would, in, don't in have to in like old borders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jared doesn't care about old borders; he just wants shiny stuff. That's, I mean, that's where uh... I at uh, at GB Hartford. I basically found a good deal on the. The dazes because they were starting to go up the invocations and I was like, well, I ran into Zach and I was like, so I guess I'm doing these now and he's like, don't worry, I understand. In for a penny, in for a pound. And I was like, thanks, yeah. thanks, buddy. <laughs> I mean, it, it infects you. Like I remember the exact moment I got the foil bug and it was my friend Dan gave me a foil goblin uh, electromancer for my modern deck and that proceeded to me just foiling out every blue and red card I own. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Anyway, uh, so I think that we've solved the reserveless problems. You're welcome, Watsi. You're welcome, collectors. And uh, this is the last episode of Leaving a Legacy. We'll catch you all never again. Uh, that's like, all right, we solved it. The gang solves the reserved list. <laughs> Title of the show. <laughs> I want no nothing to do with that idea whatsoever. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm pretty sure if we title the episode "The Gang Sells the Reserve List," it'll get literal zero downloads because of how sick everyone is of talking about the reserve list. Oh, but do you know what? Do you know what? Yeah. We'll get a lot of downloads. That's true. Hey, that's true. Hey. I, uh, early, early shout out too to uh, Tom Smiley, who's been uh, introducing the. <laughs> Uh, the uh, the donation page. Every time someone brings up Deathrite Shaman or the Reserve List, he like created this like like official warning signs. Like you have uh, greetings. You have mentioned the Reserve List or Deathrite Shaman. Please make a donation yeah. to continue talking about this topic. It's amazing. Yeah, Tom's Tom's done a great job promoting Coda, which has been amazing. Uh. <laughs> oh man. So um. So anyway, that's that's the solution of the reserve list. You're welcome. Uh, I think it's a brilliant idea. I don't think anyone's ever thought of it, and I think it's exciting and it's new and it's it's just it's there's 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 it's the best idea. I have the best idea, and I'm just calling it right now. Um, <laughs> so there was a uh... legacy, Aaron. Also, if you yawn one more time, my podcast, I'm gonna leave my house, drive up to Worcester, and kick you in the teeth. I haven't yawned yeah. once. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going, uh, I, uh, to be uh, fair to Pat. I'm one in seven in the standstill bracket. <laughs> I'm responsible for giving out a case of free product. And now I'm yawning? Bullshit. I also assume that yawn was Aaron. <laughs> no, I've just been keeping well, really, really inconsistent hours the past couple of weeks because um, of my wife's med school schedule. Uh, like, I don't. Don't worry, Sean. It's all it's all good. No, it's, okay. It's, it's okay. It's okay, Sean. Aaron, you shut the hell up. <laughs> so, if I fall asleep, uh, good. then uh, I'm sure that I'll sure, I'm sure that you guys can edit it out. I'll I'll wake you up with the uh, with the rap me. horn. Oh yeah, that'll work. I also have I also have uh, let's see what else I have in this app. I have the rap horn. 
I have the ham horn. I which is just a person saying ham. I don't really know what that's all about. (laughs) Why did you download this app? Because uh, because I'll tell you why. So I was at my brother's birthday party on Saturday. He turned thirty years old. And uh, he's a big. He's been. He played basketball his whole life. He's really into basketball. I don't watch basketball. I know absolutely zero about basketball. And of course, uh, I decided to start a fight with him about who's the greatest basketball player of all time. And so uh, I kept trolling him, telling him that LeBron James was the greatest of all time. And nah, then I would it's Scalabrini. Keep... What? <laughs> it's Scalabrini. Uh, anyway, I would press the uh, <laughs> the rap air horn every time I said it, and it elicited quite a few laughs from everybody, including myself, which is all I really care about. If I make myself laugh, that's all I really care about. So right. what you're trying to say is you're trying to bring some more sports ball onto the cast, despite well, the viewers clearly asking you not to bring sports ball onto the cast. No, you asked me why I downloaded it. I told you that's why I downloaded it. Uh, I also have the Wilhelm scream, which I'm a big fan of, and... Uh, and something called the sad trombone, which I think this is like this just plays whenever Jerry walks into a room. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, fun that, times. That hurt. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> I also have the movie like the Inception horn, which is fun, but I don't really <laughs> ever need that. So, the rap air horn is all I need. <laughs> Good. Awesome. So, so there was Thank a legacy God. challenge. Yeah, there uh, was, wasn't there? The most recent one, uh, Tom Tom uh, told us that it wasn't worth going over because everyone was in Vegas or doing Father's Day stuff or anything else better that's better than playing Magic Online. Um, but there was a good one from uh, the 11th of June that saw two copies of uh, Death and Taxes in the top eight, which yeah. I thought was kind of interesting because we don't really see Death and Taxes on making top eight, emo- at least the legacy challenges. I can't remember seeing one recently unless I'm completely losing my mind. Um, uh, Death and Taxes made a couple of random like top sixteen appearances and like a one top eight or two, but mm-hmm. yeah, not much. Yeah, it's just a prize C two. We also saw three copies of the uh, of four color control, which I'm gonna assume I didn't really look at them too closely. Uh, it's like Leopold Bug. Oh, Death and Taxes the top eight yeah. a lot actually. Yeah, we had we had a copy of Miracles in the top eight. We had Matt Sperling who was also playing Leopold Bug, and then Dragon Stompy in the top eight as well. But this is not our friend. Uh, this is not our friend Zach. Sweltering Suns. What is that? Wait, really? It's That's, running Sweltering. It's running Sun? two copies of Sweltering Suns, which is a uh, one and uh, two red deals three damage to each creature. Yeah, or you cycle for three mana. You guys are all better Magic players than I am because I didn't know what I, the card did. I saw the card, so oh, I, I judge a lot of standard events. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel I've seen that pop up, but I, it's definitely not standard uh, as far as like its its ubiquitousness in uh, play. But uh, I guess I mean it kills Leovolds. Is that is that? I mean, I have often wanted that extra three point damage just for the Leovolds, but I didn't know it was that big of a problem for the deck. Yeah. Hmm. Also running four copies of Fiery Confluence and running six total copies of Chandra, two Pyromaster, four Torch. Um. Yeah, just, I don't know. I thought it was interesting seeing Death and Taxes in the top eight. I was personally responsible for one of those. Were you? Yeah. You were playing Death and Taxes? No, I was letting no, Death and Taxes. one. I was letting, no, I did not punt to that. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I, uh, I lost to Karaz. Um, he made, a, in game three, he made a series of plays that was really, really tight. I had a snipe oh, yeah. with a crop rotation, and he... 
flicker wisps his own flicker wisps so that it came back in the end step and flickered out his own um, Thalia to give him exactly enough mana to both have a white blocker, have an active mother of runes, and not have to pay the extra one uh, for the plow in his hands uh, with wow. Thalia flickering out. I was like, huh. Damn. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you earned it. I'll get wrecked. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you're just like, all right, yep, okay. I don't even feel bad that I'm losing this. <laughs> you deserve to win this match. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. yeah, so I played him in the last round, I think, and I played Sperling early on in the tournament, which was interesting seeing a random, every now and then you see a random pro in the Legacy Challenges. Mm. Yeah, Sperling was on the Leobold bug list with uh, two copies of Leobold in the main. Um but he so I guess like with you know against uh, against uh, depths he's got like one copy of edict let's see I guess and one on the sideboard yeah I mean the difference between his lists and the normal like four color pile list or something like that or he's running wastelands right so he's got the wastelands on top of the the edicts but he's also running stuff like him to Torak, which naturally hits the lands out of your hand. So if you can him a land and surgical it, that's also a problem. He also brought in, uh, he got me in game three with a Sorceress Spyglass, which was uh. not a card I expected out of Bug. Um, sometimes you occasionally see a needle or that kind of effect, but I wasn't expecting that card. So. Yeah, he's got one in the sideboard. He's also running uh, three copies of Snapcaster Mage in the main, so I can imagine that is a little difficult with Diabolic Edict around as well. Um, it depends. For regular depths, I think it's more of a problem, but I bring in Fluster Storms against this kind of deck. Right. So I'm running seven fetches with the Arbor, plus all the land tutors for the Arbor, plus actual counter spells if he tries to, like, do a snap edict, plus bogs if he just leaves, if, he, if I hit the edict with a discard spell, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So edict isn't usually, isn't usually the problem card. It's him's back with, like, a blocker and a jace or a wasteland that sits there and stalls you long enough, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, all right. Was there anything else anyone want to talk about the legacy challenge? I thought it was weird. All the four color controls have different mana bases, roughly. Apparently, four color control has been making a huge uptick, like everywhere. So it's interesting that, you, like you mentioned, Aaron, the divergence in the kind of the list and play styles. Yeah. Well, it's like one has like two traps, one Valk. One has two Valks, one trap. Another one has the one trap and one Valk. And then the one that got first has a Gurmag Angler in it, which doesn't seem bad. Seems fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Check Pile is definitely living up to the pile side of its name. Yeah. Sure. One's got, like, a Inquisition of Kozlek in place of, like, a Thoughtseize or whatever. Um, one of them's starting to run Dengon, like, some of the Grixis Delver pilots that are running it. Couple to the Slaughter in the second place one in the sideboard. That's pretty sweet. And a Tassigar. Yeah, we've been... S- I, We've been seeing To the Slaughter pop up more and more lately. I got blown yeah. out by it last Tuesday. I tried to bring in a uh, Liliana of the Last Hope to help win the win the match against Four Color Control, and they just end-stepped To the Slaughtered me with the Delirium. And mm. that was that. Yeah. God, it just seems like... Because it's, it's an instant. Like... It's like people are just looking for value anywhere they can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fine. Like, right now, like, Legacy's all about the grind and value. Like, Grixis Delver is one of the top-played mm-hmm. decks right now in the top tables. You need to be able to grind and outvalue your opponent really bad these days. Yeah, it's true. The Death and Taxes lists are actually pretty interesting as far as their differences. Um, 
one's running the full four Flickerwisp, one's only running three. Well, the full four Flickerwisp still has like two caverns, one Agandro Castle, one Flagstones, one Ghost Quarter. That's an addition to four Wastelands. And, and then they're only on seven planes. The other one's just on one Mistress Factory, three Crocus, eleven planes, four Port, four Wastelands. So that's a little different than what you'd normally see. Um, the one that's running one less Flickerwisp is running a Palace Jailer in that place. The one that's running the four Flickerwisp has only two Frexen Broker instead of three and has one Sanctum Prelate. Also has two Spirit, a Labyrinth, and a Thalia Heretic Cathar, which is unusual. And the one that's not running four Flickerwisp is running three Sarah Avengers. So that's interesting. Really? Going back, going back to the Sarah Avengers, that's a yeah. Yeah, that was weird to see that. That's interesting. I think it's, I think it's fine. I like yeah. the, uh, I like the Sarah Avenger. I'm not huge on Spirit Labyrinth, honestly, personally. So I like the list with three Sarah Avengers. The less, uh, the more planes. Um, just because it means your mana base is way safer against, like, Crixus Delver when you need to develop your mana and you need to be able to play everything you draw. Um, whereas the other one's like two Camera Souls, one Agandra Castle, one Flagstones, one Ghost Quarter, three Crocus, four Port, four Wasteland, only seven planes. Like, that one's gonna have a hell against, like, the Back to Basics Miracles list and Back to Basics, like, Stoneblade list and stuff like that running around. I mean, it still did well, so obviously it worked out for them, but yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Nice. Uh, speaking of, I just realized we got SCG Worcester right around the corner. I didn't realize how close that yeah, was. Yeah, is that like a team event? I don't even know what it is. It is, like team. it is team, yeah, on Saturday. Team constructed, and Sunday, yeah. it's three separate classics, one for each of the three formats. Oh, gotcha. Oh, really? Yeah, there's the Legacy Classic, oh, I did. a modern one, and I send one for Sunday. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going, I was going for the team aspect anyways. I didn't realize there was also a Legacy Classic on Sunday. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'll, play, I'll probably play the Legacy Classic. I have no interest in this team event. I mean, well, that's not true. I just don't think I have any like anyone to go with. I don't have any. <laughs> that's, that's also my problem. Like, this, was, this sounds really I fun if I had literally... enough friends that... <laughs> these other formats <laughs> i was gonna make i was gonna make a joke about pat not having friends and then it just got sad yeah, i just well, <laughs> i just man i don't like ner- magic nerds mostly man honestly i don't want to associate with a bunch of people who play magic i wish pat had friends i feel like the other, the other, so, yeah. so less worse about this the other tough thing I think, is I that think it would be good a lot of legacy people like it's a very insular community so like yeah i know a lot of i have a lot of friends that i feel like or i feel like i have some friends maybe they're not all friends but anyway most of the people that i know that play magic I know because I play Legacy with them, which means they're going to want to play Legacy. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would be very hard-pressed so I... to, like, pick up a Modern or a Standard deck and play that instead of playing Legacy. Exactly. But, I mean, it seems to be doing pretty well for uh, for Star City Games. And also, it is more Legacy being played, even if it's in the context of you have to find a Modern and a Standard player. Oh, yeah. To- oh, I'm not... So, uh, yeah, From a content worth, perspective, I'm, I'm super excited. Events. Yeah, I'm not against the team <clears throat> events. I think they're great. I just don't have I don't have a person I don't even know anyone who plays modern like on the regular who I'd want to hang out with, you know, so uh so I I was talking to my team and the thing we were struggling was to put together a standard deck. Because we're like, alright, we got plenty of legacy decks and enough modern decks covered, and then between the three of us we were like scrounging together to see if we could pull a, a standard Do we have deck any out shocks? of our asses. Does anyone have a shock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we're like, did, how many how many hazards do you have? It's like I, I I think I cracked one in a like the the pre release draft. Let me check. Goblin chain whirler. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Good lord. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, yeah, legacy players scrambling to find uh, standard decks for these events. <laughs> so you're dragging along a 12 year old with you, basically, is what ends up happening. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's awesome. I'll, well, I'll try we to play the uh, the Sunday event. That should be cool. Yeah, I don't. I uh, I know I'm working on Saturday, but or I guess I assume I'm working on Saturday because I got hired for the event. But the way their new system works, I don't know if I'm working both days or only Saturday. So I'm hoping to play on Sunday. But they might tell me that I'm working, and I'll find what find out whenever the individual judges that are the head judges take the time to email me, as opposed to Star City Games just telling everyone themselves because presumably they know. But hmm. we'll see. Hmm. All right. Sorry for the side rant. Yeah. I'm probably just gonna waste our legacy slot and play sneak and show. And uh, I got, do, do, I got my. Uh, hear me out. What? You could play a Lauren. <laughs> uh, I would, but no. It's like I would, Thanks, but I don't though. hate myself that much. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna play sneak and show and hate myself a little less. I mean, I just got my arcane artisans in the mail, so I figured the best place oh, to test a brand new card with zero testing is in a team event with other people depending on me. I feel that my that very is the best. first SG open was exactly that. I was playing monoite <laughs> stacks for a brief period of time in Legacy. Well, I, I mean, I pick it up on occasion, obviously, but I was playing monoite stacks. I had a blue white list that I had pretty much together, but like I had tested a little bit, but didn't have like tundras and all that crap. And on the way to the SCG Open with a couple of buddies of mine, once one guy said, I have a place that Tundras I'm not using. You can use them if you want to play that deck. <laughs> I had all the cards, so I sleeved it up on the ride down. It was <laughs> And how'd that go? Well, it was luckily when Sneak and Show was huge, so the three times I played Sneak and Show, I won. And then I beat Affinity, and then I lost the other five rounds. But... <laughs> I like how you just slide in, and then I lost the other five rounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, everyone casting show and tell against me was casting show and tell into four humilities, so <laughs> worked out well for me. I don't know. I'm not complaining. Uh, yeah, I suck. Just <laughs> don't waste your money on me. It's terrible. Uh, so Aaron is looking for partners for the SCG Worcester event. No, I have Kate and Driscoll. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, Kate was just down in Vegas too, wasn't she? Yeah. I heard. I heard that was a shit show. Yeah, it was fun times. Really, nothing worked. What happens? <laughs> Yeah. So their round turnaround for their round turnaround from one round one to two was like something ridiculous, like an hour and thirty minutes or some shit. And then from round two to three, Walter, their tournament software for large tournaments like GPs and stuff, crashed. So like Ugh. from what it sounded like, they had to completely redo pairings and re-enter all. They had to completely redo pairings and start from scratch, basically. I'm not sure exactly how that all works. I'm not really 100% on what they did, but yeah. It was pretty screwed. That sucks. Yeah. It was some shit. <laughs> um, I heard they were giving like mass refunds to a bunch of people, too. They offered after round two and between round three, after about an hour or so of like... Jeez. After about, I think it was like an extra 40 minutes after round or whatever, they made an announcement mm. that if you didn't want to... It was going to be at least another hour. If you didn't want to wait, um, they would give you a refund. And then everyone that was in that GP automatically would get a free uh, entry into any other GP this year. Well, even if you didn't take the refund? Even if you didn't take the refund, yes. Oh, so anyone that well, took part I mean, in GP Vegas can, for free, take part in another GP this year. I mean, it sucks that that happened, but at least, I mean, they did well by them. Like, I mean, that... 
I know. I mean, they did well with given the context that they didn't create Walter, and therefore that part's not their fault. Yeah. Like, they did well by the mistakes that were caused by other people's software. They did well by the fact that WotC won't ever pay software programmers what they deserve to get paid. Yeah. True. That. (laughs) And also that round one just took so long because presumably just players. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know what exactly the story was. All I know is that turnaround time kind of sucked. It sounded like worse than what GP Jersey was a few years back. But that was like oh, a record-breaking GP at the time and all that, so... And this, while large, wasn't really record-breaking. It was like the third uh, also, largest GP ever. Is it? Was GP it really? Jersey at the time was like at the, the third largest was, yeah. GP ever. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm talking about this Vegas. Like, this Vegas oh. wasn't like, necessarily record-breaking. I'm saying they I'm had saying. the same issues, roughly, that Star City Games had over three years ago when GP Vegas happened. But that was yeah, like the exactly. third largest GP of all time. This might have actually, this GP Vegas being so large is probably what made Walter crap. Probably. They had like, the, mm. they claim they had 600 people more than what they were anticipating they'd have. So I'm assuming they're blaming it just on the sheer number of people that were there, but... Yeah. Hear that? And speaking People, of... you should not go to Grand Prix. Grand Prix, excuse me. Because yeah, Channel Fireball doesn't is. want you to go because then you'll break the tournament. Yeah. Huh. Jeez. Tinfoil tin hat time. So we talked about this in the mod chat a little bit. Um, how, how long has it been since Channel Fireball took over all GPs? Has it been like two it was this, months? It was this year, yeah. So uh, I think they started in December. 2017, I think, right? Yeah, it was the very end, though. Like, Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, I recall Chain of Firebrighting run GP Vegas last year, so that was like over a year ago. Yeah, but I mean, they still ran some even before the end. Yeah, they they were still one of like the four or five, but they're it started in the twenty, the end of twenty seventeen through twenty eighteen season, so like December of twenty seventeen. I don't remember. I don't remember Um, the exact GP started. So, So we're about six months in. What do people think about? You know, this Channel Fireball Monopoly. A lot of people were worried when this happened. Uh, it's been about six months that we've seen the effects. Uh, how, how do we feel about the state of GPs in today's day and age? So I, I mean, know that it's... Go ahead, Aaron. Go ahead, John. Yeah, you right. go ahead. All right, so I'm going to be coming at it from a different perspective because um, I actually haven't played in one since the switchover happened, but I have judged them, and I like it a lot more from a judge perspective. I was initially super concerned because I was worried that, like, if there was a specific judge that maybe Channel Fireball had a bad experience with once several years ago, that that person was just, like, never going to be able to judge a Grand Prix again. Uh, but so much of the Grand Prix's staffing comes from local events, any local people anyway, that it's fairly hard to do that. And also, they do a lot of work to make sure that, like, L3s are looped in if they have any feedback, so a person can crawl out of that hole, in theory. Uh, otherwise, um, only having to sign, like, one set of forms instead of having to do a bunch of, like, W9 paperwork with Channel Fireball, and Star City Games, and TJs, and... P- I don't know what they stand for. PES. Uh, just, like, it's, it's a bunch of tax paperwork to have to deal with that I don't have to anymore. Also, I know that you don't like it, Jerry, but I really <laughs> like Turbo What? Tech. No! <laughs> 
Oh my god, TurboTown, don't get me started. That well, actually I, I I'm, I've decided TurboTown is my poops it. of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> TurboTown is my poops of the episode. <laughs> Can you explain what yeah, that I, is, Jerry? Because I don't I don't really play side of it as a GP, so I mean if if I explain what TurboTown is, we're gonna have to change this to like an NC seventeen rating. So, so, so it's based, the idea of TurboTown is it replaced I thought that's where Tom Hep lived, but I guess not. <laughs> so it, it replaced the on-demand constructed events like the eight mans why um so they're still scheduled on demand or scheduled constructed events but basically you buy like a voucher i i think they're five but you seem to think they were ten um some number some amount of money and basically you show up to the designated turbo town area for the format you want to play and find one other person that wants to play turbo town in your format and then the two of you find a judge they scan your vouchers and then you play a match of magic and the loser keeps 10 tickets and the winner gets either 40 or 50 i don't remember exactly um and that's your tournament is just a one-on-one tournament winner takes the majority of the tickets and then once you have finished your match you report to the judge so that they can presumably get it into planeswalker points and then you can go and buy another five dollar uh, voucher. So if you can like consistently and quickly win Turbo Town, you can grind a lot more uh, tickets than if you would otherwise. But you're only playing one-on-one matches with a, with another person, and that's your See, Turbo Town tournament experience. My problem with it is it it's basically Channel Fireball saying, "Hey, we don't feel like running and organizing these tournament these side events. You guys do it." <laughs> It's like you 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 have to wander out there and just like hey uh, legacy uh, oh no you play modern oh okay. well, so uh, uh, legacy oh you're you're for standard oh, each format does uh, have a designated oh, okay, separate le- area so like the standard people co- yeah but I mean they did it at Hascon Jerry it's the same okay. thing that they did yeah at and I hated yeah, it yeah, it and I hated it at Hascon it was terrible my big gripe with it uh, is you're asking all these awkward nerds that can't talk to each other in the first place to go talk to each other and figure out who wants to play magic. Oh my god! Yeah, trying like, to make eye contact with people. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like crouching over at a 45 degree angle, like trying to make eye contact with these people. It's like, hey, hey, game, game. No, it's it's a miserable <laughs> experience. Like, just tell me where to go. Tell me where to sit. I play my person, and then it's also just like you you sit around. There's people who are like, uh, yeah, I play Legacy, but uh, I'm I'm like waiting for my friend, or like it's it's like an eight year old kid, and you just you kind of just you paid your money. You want to play a real game of Legacy? Not that you shouldn't. You know, I'm all for helping kids, but Sometimes you you go there and you just want to test and you don't want to play against this like eight year old kids eighty card like quote unquote legacy deck that they're only playing the legacy oh. format because they showed up with a pile of cards and the judge is like well you can play in legacy and just like turns them loose to the wolves. I did that and I did that in FM once so I was playing High Tide. I blew Sun Zed my part for like. 55 cards and I was like that's probably enough right wait how many cards are in your deck oh there's 80 cards that. in this deck well get there. fucking wrecked yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was hilarious uh, but yeah so I hate TurboTown what is wrong with just like $10 win a box like it was shitty enough that it was like standard booster boxes but at least I was playing in a real tournament of, of Legacy that I actually felt like there was something on the line and people were being at least somewhat competitive in like TurboTown is just way too casual for my taste like if I wanted to do that style I'm going to go to the hotel bar across the street and play games for mon- money with Jordan and all the Seattle guys and their money up games sure. like <laughs> so I mean, I guess I guess the, like the thing for for me with why I do like it is, and again, like this is completely irrelevant to the average player experience. But as a judge, when like 
I show up and my, I'm only going to really have like an hour, maybe two, before my shift starts, just because between when the event hall opens and sides start and my shift starts isn't going to be that usually that long. So being able to just like sit down and play a match or two of Legacy without having to ask the other judges who are less likely to have a Legacy because they usually only play uh, Commander or Judge Tower. Or like the ones that do play Legacy for some reason never have the same shift that I do. Or um, I can just go jam a match and then I don't have to be like, well, I'm signing up for this three hour event, but I know I can only play in two of them. So I don't like I feel if you want to play that, just like ask your friends to play some Legacy. Like it's not hard finding single matches of a format. That's fair. I I hate it. Like I I honestly feel like GP Richmond might be my last GP that I go to because the main events are shit. Like it's it's for one thing. Like the the prizes have been terrible at GP GPs for a while, but we go for the experience. But now like the experience of the GP is getting worse and worse, and it's like you're going to hang out with your friends. But it's a lot to ask to fly across the country, you know, buy get a hotel room, get plane tickets, and like, and that's not, even if you don't even do any events, just to you know hang out with your friends for a weekend. Yeah, that's awesome, but it's hard pressed to do that when you're not also having kind of the value of a GP experience. Like, I it's getting to the point where I don't want to play in the main event and I don't want to play in the sides. So why do why should I go to GPs? I'm I'm asking myself that for the plane ride. Yeah, for the plane ride. <laughs> oh my god, my plane ride back from Seattle, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> and Ian was Ian slept through the entire thing and I was so jealous of him as our plane was just pitching up and down. <laughs> now Jerry, you clearly go for the Brazilian steakhouse dinner. You have clearly, you have to, that's, te- that's you have to the... check each city's Brazilian steakhouse quality. Exactly. <laughs> That that I I start a new Food Network uh, show where I just go city to city t- testing out Brazilian steakhouses. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I think I can get behind that. I I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? Am I am I just out completely out in left field here I, about GPs? I, you know what? I think the problem is Jerry. Honestly, I, and I don't think it's Channel Fireball. I think the problem is the actual like structure and <laughs> concept of GP itself of the GP itself. I think GPs are bad value for pretty much anyone who goes to it a lot of people have been complaining on twitter i've seen a lot of a lot of pros and other known people saying like hey i went x4 and guess what i didn't even money at a gp i didn't even get 250 dollars going x4 which is just terrible like the, the payout is awful the rake that the that the organizer gets is terrible i Good think one. gps are actually just a bad a bad way to play magic Ugh. honestly i can't even start with that do you think do you think, <laughs> I'm, do you think I'm wrong Yes. You know what the price count of a GP is. If you go there knowing GPs have been averaging over 2,500 fucking players, you know that you need at least X2 or better to, like, prize. Right. Like, you know they pay down to only a certain prize thing. Right. Like, if you, if you fucking scrub out a prize, sucks for you. Have fun playing Magic. Right. So yeah, my, but it's so not even not, not that... prizing, though. It's like coming in, coming in 35th out of a 3,000 person tournament, you barely make your money back. Like, like that—that's ridiculous. The lowest yeah, that's, price tag is like a hundred, isn't it? Yeah. So it's okay. like, and I mean, GPs are basically get—they're getting yeah, to the point where they're a hundred dollars for entry for. Yeah. So you get your entry back, and your deck list gets featured on like the top thirty. Uh, all right, cool. Aaron. So, so the point yeah, is, is not for a casual sixteen listen, hours of listen, my, my time. My point <laughs> is, is not that people don't know what the payout is. Obviously, we can't argue that people know exactly what they're signing up for. The point is, is that it's actually just not that great of a format to play Magic. 
Like, the GP format is just not a great way for people. To, like, I don't think people go to GPs, play main events, um, and think it's, like, a whole lot better than playing, like, a local event. Like, don't get me wrong. I've played in a couple of GPs. I've enjoyed playing in them. But I think, uh, like, overall, if, if you're talking about the way, like, the format of playing Magic, of, like, basically being in a sea of 2,500 people, trying to get pairings every round, rounds going way longer than they should. I mean, on the last GP, they had to re- refund a bunch of people because the rounds went, what, two hours to get pairings for the third round? Like, that's nuts. You know, I just think – I think the 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 uh, – the concept, the concept of a GP, is just does not work the way that it's the way that they're currently carrying them out. I think there's definitely a way to play large scale magic that's that's profitable for the people holding it. That's also good for uh, the people who are in it. I don't think that what they're doing right now is the way to do it, and I, I don't know the solution. But I think that I think that they that it needs to change. Okay, you know? so I, I think that the actual problem isn't. I mean, there are issues with the GPs, but that one of the major issues is that a, a lot of especially tournament grinders have basically converted magic from a thing to do to have fun as a hobby to a, I need to get value out of this. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if you're approaching your hobby as a monetary quantity, instead of a, I'm doing this thing because I want to have fun. I don't think that a GP is really what you should be doing. And I, I so, no, you should grinding for pro tour. Like I one hundred percent agree. I agree with you. Like a, like a thousand percent agree with you on that. I do think that people who are like, oh, I go to GPS because I want to make a living playing Magic. Like you are, you are, like <laughs> placing your bets on a losing proposition, my friend. Yeah. Like playing Magic is not a good way to but, make a living. But even regardless. even a lot of people that don't, I, I think maybe just like even though saying that the issue is with EV as opposed to that you just don't think that this is worth your money. Like, the perspective of EV makes it seem like the tournament o- owes you something back in order for it to be value, as opposed to that you should be having a good time. Right. I think that just the, the the perspective between those two things, even though they're kind of similar, it, you're just it's approaching it from different angles, and I think that one is a problem, the other one's not. That's true. Yeah, I, I, well, I, can, I can see that. I, I agree with you there, for sure. I mean, I'm the type of person that's not looking to, like, make a living off of magic. Like, I go to gps to have fun first and foremost but i still want to have like something for my money like i'm spe- some of these gps i'm spending up to a thousand fifteen hundred dollars on when i could easily take that money and spend it on you know a vacation to somewhere that's actually nice like instead Worcester. of you know like yeah so do <laughs> exactly it. right that's what i'm saying so it's like it. i think like... i'm just gonna do it i'm just not gonna go to gps anymore i'm done there you go cool that's awesome i probably won't go back to a gp anytime soon either Honestly, Vegas last year was one of the best GPs or large events I've been to in a long time, and I hated Vegas itself as a city, because it was hot, it was disgusting, and I walked way too much and blew up my fucking ankle. But, like, (laughs) you know, like, Vegas last year, it wasn't just about the GP, like, they had, like, the art show on the side, like, I went to meet Aaron Campbell, and hung out with Pat, and Aaron Gothier of Turn One Thoughtseize, and, like, I got to hang out with great people and meet great Mm -hmm. people. I had a ton of fun. That's what a GP is really supposed to be about. If you're a competitive grinder and you can't do better than X3 at a GP, you shouldn't be fucking competitive grinder. You should probably quit (laughs) magic if you're an asshole like that. (laughs) That's the way I look at it. Yeah. If you can't make X3 or better at a GP of 2,800 people in the room and like 2,000 of them are absolute scrubs, why the fuck are you a competitive grinder? You suck. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I get where you're coming from with there, and I and I agree. I think the the allure of the GPS, the most fun I've had at the GPS has has been like 
going out and hanging out with you guys and, and going out to Columbus and hanging out with a bunch of players. Like that is definitely the best part of a GP. And that's what I'm saying. Like maybe what some people are expecting of a GP is not what they should be expecting of a GP. Maybe they should change their expectations of what, what a GP is there for. Cause I think really a GP is a chance for social, social, socialization with other players. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, think I mean, don't get me wrong. Like is. maybe prize structure should be changed at GP. GPs have been hitting record numbers. They've all been averaging over like 2000 to 2500 people like mm-hmm. maybe gp's price structure should be reconsidered 100 yeah. percent. but that's not the way it is right now and if you're not going to be happy with making 234th and not making your money back out of 2500 don't fucking go like or grind and do better or actually if you're trying to make money on magic like grind your pptqs and your mm-hmm. ptqs and all that crap to make it on the pro score and hopefully win some money like but you're not going to do it at a gp you have 2,800 yeah, people that are running, like, God knows know. what, up to top-tier decks. They're, like, running from, like, Aaron yeah. Brews to top-tier. Your Aaron Brews you're not yeah, going to win against. <laughs> yeah, but what about all the side events? Like, people playing side events aren't looking to be, like, insane spike grinders, but the side events are still a miserable experience. Like, well, we already went over t- Turbo Town and how that's pretty much replaced all side events. Well, it's replaced it's just on shit, demand But then also... There's still, yeah, there's still demand, scheduled side I, events. Oh yeah. So I mean, there's still like classics and stuff like that. And there's but, also still, you know, the, it's hard to schedule still, still about draft those. events because it, you can't really Turbo Town uh, draft format. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Any, anyways, the point is, like, side events aren't value anymore, and also the fact that the, now that every all GPs are on this prize wall structure, and I've noticed prize walls have been getting shittier and shittier since they got the monopoly. They just know it's like, oh, where else are you going to use these tickets at? Nowhere else. Uh, how, here's this wall of just useless stuff that you don't want. Uh, and then there's like, <laughs> I, Wilson had a hilarious comment about it, just like wading through the seas of people at the prize wall. Uh, prize wall there's like two people working the prize wall for a thousand people trying to cash in tickets like just the overall experience of gps i feel has gone gotten worse and worse Mm -hmm. i mean you're also again you're still looking at from an ev point of view like they still have those larger side events if you want to go play like your second chance qualifiers or whatever they're called like yeah but my ev ev i'm talking about is like my time like it's it's not worth my time and again it's a grand prix it's on open and open has like the day one and day two they have the classics the next day, and then they have some side events where it's like the Legacy Challenge, etc., things like that. And they have random fucking eight-man winner boxes and stuff, and like Star City Games opens. That's like an open type of like event structure. You're not talking GP structure anymore. Like if you like opens, go to Star City Games opens. Travel for Star City Games opens. If you hate fucking GPs, don't go to GP open. Don't go to GPs. You know, like that's what I'm trying to say. Is like if you don't like the GP structure, don't go to GP structure. Why complain about it? Yeah, definitely or vote, vote because, with your dollars because right? GPs are the height. GPs are supposed to be the height of your pl- of most players playing experience. The majority of players are not going to make it to the pro tour, so the GP is what they aspire to. So we're trying to make it better. It's like why we're just going to throw our hands up in the air and go, "Welp, this sucks." Guess we're just going to watch it smolder and ruin. No, let's try and make it better. I mean. I, I suck and I lo- I scrubbed out the GP last year. Am I mad I scrubbed out the GP? Yeah, I'm a little upset, but at the same time, I had fun overall. My matches were decent overall. I made a stupid play game, like, I made a stupid decklist error game one, like, match one, which I ended up just scooping my opponent because I was so tilted and then won anyway. And then, like, you know, you get these experiences. Like, I got to, hang- again, like I said, it's a GP. Like, you got 2,800 fucking magic players in the room. You get to talk to people. You get to make new friends. You get to meet people you already talked to. Like, GPs are different than open series. Mm-hmm. Like, understand a GP is there, like, not just for the tournament itself. It's there for the experience in general. 
If you're there just for the tournament itself, you shouldn't be at a GP. You should be grinding for the Pro Tour and go to the Pro Tour. I don't know. I just think you guys have been brainwashed into thinking <laughs> that it's okay to spend $100 for the experience of hanging out with your friends that you could do for free. Jerry, would you feel differently if on the prize wall you could take for a certain amount of points cards off the reserve list? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would be there from sun up to sundown grinding events. Probably you should get one of those limited weekend passes then. Don't the GPs <laughs> offer like a limited like side event passes or whatever? Rather than playing the GP, you could just do one of those. It's like a little bit over the value of the GP itself. You could play in every side event you could possibly sign up for. So maybe you should go to GP doing that. Yeah, only if they uh, add the reserve list function of uh, Tom's. Suggestion. That's amazing, Tom. <laughs> but you, you have to pay, you have to pay uh, per card, and each card has a specific number of tickets. But you, you can, <laughs> but I, presumably, multiple people could pool into. Like you could pay, should, you could pay into a pot. They but, should blow but them up if like you don't, the if you card, don't like reach the that now. Yeah, but if you don't reach the quota by the end of that GP, it resets for the next GP. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jer- Jerry me, Jerry me, the guy that got Hall of Gemstone off the reserve list. <laughs> Just looking out for the little guys. Is that like the like <laughs> mini like propaganda land with me of upkeep? Is that like the mini propaganda land with like a community of upkeep or whatever? Nah, it's a green enchantment. Oh, okay. It, it like it makes it so that oh, uh, right. at the beginning of your upkeep, you choose a color, or th- that player chooses a color. And that's the only land color that their lands produce for that turn. Oh, that's so good. So it locks everyone into playing one color a turn. Brewing. Yeah. Uh, How do you like I, it? How do you like it? Color it color even also out. stops players from from creating colorless mana. So take that, Eldrazi. Oh, nice. <laughs> Ooh, if it hates on Eldrazi, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. It only costs green, green, and one. It's only eleven dollars. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, didn't you from a prize wall not too long ago get like a revised starter or some shit like that? Yeah, that was like one of the very first prize wall tickets when they were still okay. good. That was you know what like I haven't seen year. since then? Yeah, and they've gotten worse and worse. All the prize they're walls I've been seeing be are utter Jerry. garbage. No, but they're all garbage. Every single yeah, one I've been to since then. the guy that got a revised starter last year. Like, and even then, yeah, you. and even then, that revised, even then, that revised <laughs> starter was the only good one. Like, I remember two years ago when they had Legends Wait, packs on the, on the prize Jerry, wall. you have a revised starter deck? Uh, I do. Yeah, exactly. From a prize wall. You, you have a revised starter deck? Really? This is the worst. Yeah. How much do those go for? Uh, I don't know. I we sold one I at like 600 recently at the store. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, we have Damn. to open up that We have to open that up at the, uh, at the LAL uh, attorney. Are we doing flip it or rip no, it? No, no, but we are going to crack that I will that stab the both of you in your <laughs> eyes if you <laughs> flip it or rip it with a prize. No, no, we're going to open that deck, though. <laughs> Flip it or rip it. No, no, but we're gonna we're gonna open it. We're gonna open nice it on pick. we're gonna open it on stream. <laughs> but you're just making these uh these guarantees that I don't know if we can live up to, Pat. I'm just saying we're gonna open it. I'm, I'm not making any crazy claims. I'm just saying let's open that fucking thing. <laughs> Cards are meant to be played with, man. They're not meant to be packed away and, and left in cellophane. Pat. Oh, yeah. Okay, thing. this is the last good prize wall thing that ever happened. Jerry needs it for sentimental yeah. value. Okay. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he, need it for he the has memories. to keep that Armageddon clock safely where it is inside that starter deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, if you open it, it could be literally anything, even a terrible card. Chaos, chaos lace. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Hey, if if Walmart had 
Magic Fourth Edition starter deck. What would you would you buy that? No. I mean, depends on what they're, they're selling. If they're selling it for like the like what thirty dollars it was back then, sixty dollars. Yeah, absolutely, sixty dollars. Yeah, I'd buy it. Fourth edition. What's well, what isn't what is in fourth, fourth edition? edition that's worth Nothing. that though? Oh, fourth edition. Oh wait, fourth revise. edition. No, no, that no revise is third. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh man, I got so excited <laughs> thinking like I was like now. I was yeah, like no, third. definitely not. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like bad. why would Don't you guys do that? I would buy it for like maybe fifteen dollars. Fourth edition has Land Tax, Mana Vault, yeah. Sylvan Library, and Strip Mine. Those are the only cards that are above ten dollars. And oh. Land Tax is the highest with, at twenty eight. Oh, bummer. Oh yeah, yeah. So Card Kingdom had them listed at twenty nine dollars. Whew, that was close. I almost made a big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have we learned about shopping while on the cast, Pat? Like. I have this hey, stack of cards I'm never uh, going to use because of this I cast. never got my Holy Lights. They had to cancel my order when we had Chantel on. Yeah, oh, no. That's probably for the that best, card though. That card spiked so they canceled your order? <laughs> I don't think it spiked. I just never got it. They didn't didn't Holy Lights spike? I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. I hope not because I was like, I bought like 10 of them. I thought that was the reason you bought them. <laughs> no, I bought them because it had a butt on it. It says the market, oh, yeah. market price is two fifty. Yeah, I think that's what I bought it. That that's what I tried to buy. Yeah, it. okay. It's got a naked butt on it. It made me laugh. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> so mature, Pat. So hey, mature. Man. It's funny. Uh, All right. Well, I think let's. We... I think it's time to wrap. Well, you know what? First, we got to yeah, raffle. Let's hold on. Before we raffle, let's do scoops and poops, and then we're gonna raffle at the end. All right. Let me check. Also, just make sure no one. Uh... You got the three spots. So we got. Well, we go. Oh, Nick Baker being complicated adds five dollars, bringing us to four hundred two. Right, let's round oh. it off. Let's give get him two free, please. <laughs> you want to give Nick Baker two free? Aaron, are you are you gonna are you gonna be generous? I was told I couldn't enter, so no. I will give you two dollars <laughs> during the live. I will give you two dollars next time I see you. And Nick Baker can have two slots free, so that's an even four hundred. Well, no, because I, I want to no, make sure he gets as much a, money as possible. We're at four hundred two yeah. now. We're at four hundred two. No, I want to make sure this guy gets as much money as possible. So fuck it. No. So Aaron's bringing it up to four hundred five. Yeah, I'll give three more dollars. Okay. All right. Uh, you can well, do like do random s- slots for those people. Let's let's do scoops and poops. Aaron, who are you going to scoop in uh, to top eight this week? Uh, I want to scoop in Michelle for having a great store to play at and enjoy. You know, everything's always very well lit and clean. Um. And I will scoop in Tom Hep for having Pat's love. <laughs> and I will scoop in Sean Calvo's wife, Lindsay, for freeing up Sean Cobble for tonight by having something to do with her medical thing that she does whenever she does it. <laughs> and then for uh, poops, I'm going to poop on the Le- Leaving Legacy cast for downing me on the last week's podcast. <laughs> talking about the one in seven standstill bracket that if they want to feature me, they can. And Michelle also for downing on me saying she got to give away a case of product if I was gunslinging. So Michelle's got kind of a double scoop and a poop, but you know, leave a legacy cast is only a poop for me. Uh, good. Poop all of you, Jerry. Uh, Tom, what about you? Scoops and poops. Uh, I'll scoop in uh, Lawrence Harmon, the missing mod in action for the modcast. I know he had to work. I was going to scoop him out uh, when we got around, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, Lawrence could not make it. He had to work. Tonight. I think I think he actually does more mod work than the rest of us combined. Oh, not close. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So what? I barely what? even read the chat. <laughs> what? <laughs> Lawrence modding is like you're a fucking asshole. Fuck you. My modding is like 
here at Liam Legacy, we like to blah, 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 blah. <laughs> his, is, his is more effective. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, yeah. uh, uh-huh. uh, and uh, for Poops, obviously Aaron for having the audacity to hate on another man's choice of who to love. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate on Pat for loving you. Then why did you poop him? <laughs> I scooped him <laughs> for... For I scooped no, I scooped you for having his love, didn't I? Yeah, that happened. Yeah, it was a scoop. It wasn't a poop. Judge, Pat's oh. love for you was a scoop. Yeah. No, no, the poop was for, the poop was for unrelated reasons. Yeah, the poop was for <laughs> leaving legacy cast downing me, just, and Michelle also downing me. Did we just have our first uh, scoops and poops judge yeah, call? Yeah, judge. we did actually. I mainly play magic online where there's no take backs no matter, where, no matter what you click on. So I'm oh, sorry, so Aaron, but we can't, we can't Unless you manage to do something so bad that the game decides to restart. Uh, it's usually a timeout at that point. Don't well, misdirect a pyro yeah, yeah, back yeah, to a misdirect. misdirect. Oh, I guess we're going to start the game over. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, fine, Aaron. If you want to file for compensation, you can. <laughs> uh, how about you, Jerry? Who are you scooping in this week? Uh, I want to scoop in all our wonderful mods. Thanks for all the work you guys do. Really appreciate. Oh, it's guys. super easy. There's like nothing we have to do. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You just forward everything. To well, me. also, my, also, now my that daily Tom in, does so much. In, yeah, Tom. Tom has been cracking down on uh, the reserve list. So also, Tom Smiley for that. Uh, my poops for the week is Turbo Town. Fuck Turbo Town. <laughs> Worst invention ever. Wish they would get rid of it. Oh, Jerry, it looks like there's other scoops written for you on those notes here. Looks like you're supposed to scoop in Michael Ames for sending a Savannah and a chalice. Oh, that was last Eric week. Dupuis oh, last for class. making sweet custom leather mat and Nacha Kit. Thank you for reading off. Uh, thank you for reading off last last episode. Well, maybe if you updated your shit. Hey, we fucking do it live over here. We do it live. Speaking of poops, we do it live. Speaking of poops, update your shit. I was confused because like our names were also here, so I, I also assumed those were your scoops that you'd forgotten about. <laughs> oh, Jerry, uh, reminder, send new playmat to Kevin McGrath. Ah, That's good, a reminder. Yes. Yep, cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, awesome. We... Well, I'm scooping in Kevin uh, Grossenbacker. He is our newest uh, patron on the uh, Patreon page. Thank you so much for supporting the show. We appreciate your support. Also going to scoop in Jocko Willink. If you don't know who he is, look him up. He's uh, he's an amazing and he's my new spirit animal. Um, and then Poops. I'm pooping on the concept of a GP in general. Um, Damn it. I was hoping to hide that from you. Yeah, nice try. And I'm also pooping on the reserve list this week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Wait. Pat going with uh, the safe the safe ones, the <laughs> controversy-free choices. Yeah, right, right. Um, awesome. Well, if you want to find Wait. Jerry, you can find him. What? What? I didn't get to scoop. Oh, you didn't? Oh, sorry, Sean. Yeah, Who are you scooping in, Sean? I, I am going to scoop in TurboTown for letting, <laughs> <laughs> for letting me play Magic while also judging. Um, and then I also want to scoop in uh, Michelle because I feel like um, I, I really appreciate the space at gaming, etc. And I'm really disappointed yeah. that I can't go to the event that you guys are putting together with them because I feel like you guys are a great cast and they're a great store. So Thanks, Sean. Scoop them in. And then I'm also pooping related to your uh, GP thing uh, on the EV mindset for the GP. I know that GPs are a big buy-in, but that I feel like players' expectation has warped, and that that's at least a part of the issue today. All right, I'm resetting Jerry's poop, scoop and poop in this note thing. 
So that way we don't have this issue again. Thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, it. buddy. God forbid you hit Control Delete. Do it. <laughs> That's do it twice, real quick, Jerry. It's gonna I work just, out great for you. I promise. I just show up. I just show up. All right. Um, okay, so I think that's everything. If you want to find us, uh, you can find Jerry at JMEE3RD on Twitter. You can find me at Pat Uglo. Uh, you can find uh, Tom. He's at Negator77. Aaron's at Aaron Gazaniga. Sean, what's your what's your Twitter handle? Uh, I don't use Twitter. Pat, you can't spell that? It's I technically have a Twitter that is at SRCalvo, but I'm right. fairly certain that I haven't tweeted in since uh, Columbus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair, 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 fair. Um, you can find the, uh, the, the stream is twitch.tv slash leaving a legacy. Uh, Tom and I are going to be out there dredging it up on Wednesday and we'll see what awful things happen. I will make sure Aaron knows. <laughs> oh, please don't. Um, and, uh, and yeah, the, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can email us. Joke uh, game. Leaving legacy at hipstercoast.com. Uh, join the Facebook group. Find us at hipsters. Find us on Patreon. Yada, yada, yada. And Coda for Wesley B. Link is in the show notes. Joke game. Jerry, you have your list? We got, I got my list. I need a random number between 1 and 405. All right, here it goes. Generate. 202. 202. Scrolling. Scrolling. Scrolling faster. Frankie Rodriguez. Congratulations. Awesome. Frankie Rodriguez. Uh Hell yeah. Thank you to everyone who donated. Uh, so many of you guys got in on this. We raised over $405 just from this playmat alone. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's just freaking awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Amazing. thanks everyone. Uh, Frankie, <laughs> DM me your stuff. We'll get that playmat out to oh. you. Uh, and also, I will be putting up tomorrow the Dominaria booster box uh, so we can get that raffled off. So that'll be the next one that'll run uh, for another week or so. Awesome. All right, sounds good. Uh, I think that's it, guys. Hey, Pat, I noticed you didn't say email your deck picks or dick picks. Oh, yeah, dick picks, deck picks to leavinglegacy at hipstertocoast.com. All right, you have two new emails. Enjoy. Sweet. I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> oh, that's tiny. There's two of them. I'm not even looking. I'm not even There's looking. There's two of them. I've seen and the bisected one before. That doesn't bother me that much. Really? What? <laughs> Jerry, you have to look. That's not making it on. Jerry, you have to look. <laughs> nope, that's not making it on the cast. <laughs> it's a little gore. It's not ever gonna. It's not gonna kill you. Uh, Jerry, geez. just look. All right, just look, Jerry. Good, Jerry, good. Just look. Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, good, we, uh, good Jerry, stuff. we need a, we need a sign off for the show, man. Hey, Pat, like, uh, Pat, play us out with something sweet, please. That's a bad one because we, we don't do the songs anymore. I don't know. We gotta come up with a with a catchphrase. It just, it's just sounds redundant. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>